Well, well, hello, audiodes. Well, how's this for volume? Give it a little bit more. I'm not speaking very loudly. It seems like it used to be louder. All right, that'll do it. We're gonna go with that for now. We're gonna go with that for now. June. June. 2022. Out here in California, we have, I guess, a season called June Gloom. June Gloom. I guess we're feeling it. It's been a wicked week in the United States of America. I guess in the free United States of America. In the theocratic, authoritarian United States. United States of fascist authority authoritarian theocracy. I guess it's a great week. I guess it's the triumph of their Lord and Savior over the ways of man. The flawed ways of man. And women. Uh, uh, you know, you know, I'm just listening right now to what women are saying. That, I'm not gonna talk about it. Lord knows. Lord in heaven. Christ. The Christ. The one and only Christ knows that uh, we don't need to hear from me about this. So I'm just listening. But, but, happy pride. Happy, happy pride. pride. Happy pride. Happy pride. I'm so emotional. I'm so emotional. Sitting on the curb here at this pride parade in San Francisco. couple days after the Supreme Court, not just the Roe v. Wade thing, but just a series of uh, theocratic, fascist, backward anti-freedom anti-freedom and to me to me what what pride represents is freedom but um I have a really personal connection to this particular event, and this is a special anniversary for me. I think I'm going to have to record this monologue in a quieter place, though. <laughs> so. On this street corner, I'll just say, to kick off this audio, uh, there are a lot of folks that are full of love and... what, What I don't understand, here's what I don't understand. What's wrong with this? Why is this threatening? What's the matter? What's the matter with this? And guess what I came home to be greeted with? This fucking 
bullshit. What the hell is that? This woman is standing by the beach in Huntington Beach, gesturing to a rainbow, beautiful flowing rainbow flag that has been hoisted above the sand. Huntington Beach is the town of good old-fashioned, hard-working American people. The people that worked all through the COVID lockdowns. Yes, that's right. Huntington Beach never shut down through any of the COVID nonsense fuckery. And now we're peddling this garbage? What the hell is this? The only flag that can get there is that American flag. It's a disgrace to our city and it should be taken down immediately. Whoever the hell is running this town needs to be fired. Make America great again. Make Huntington Beach great. What's the problem? What's the problem? It's like fabulous people of all ages, of all colors, of presumably all income brackets, but let's say the 99%. It's a sliding scale. They're all here. And what's the problem? Why is this a problem? What's your problem? What's your problem with this? What's your problem? What's your problem with this? What is the problem with this? I mean, the only thing I can think of is religious. That's the only thing I can think of is the religious exception. I'm going to look up the phrase pride comes before a fall. Pride cometh before a fall. But I think that's biblical. Yeah, that's it's going biblical. To be my guess. It's biblical. That's a biblical sucker coming in hot. Proverbs just, 16, 18. Just another just solid, solid just ass full of judgment. Just cramming an ass full of judgment right down the throats of poor, poor, susceptible, shameful, sad humanity. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. But why? 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 I think it's fear, maybe, of power. Fear of the power of people who are not controlled. They want control. And they have fear of people who are not under their control. But why are they afraid of it? I mean, what's, what is to be afraid of? Or what is to be... Why care? I don't understand why they care. I mean, why not just... Who cares? Go to church in rural Oklahoma and have at it, man. I don't care. I don't care. You know, I'm a little concerned about your diet, but that's up to you, man. I don't care about that either, honestly. I mean, if you ask my opinion, I'll tell you it, but I don't care about your diet or your sexual practices. Or I do care a little bit about how many children you're having. I think it's too many, probably, for the planet at this point. But even that, I mean, I, you know, it's living life. All I can do is educate and share my free thoughts. But I just, I don't understand. I don't understand, I will never understand. And I have to believe that it's on the way out, although it's not going without a considerable amount of fight 
and conflict and violence and noise and uh, that's a bummer I wish they'd cut it out I mean it's so sad but I'm just sitting here on the corner this guy's got a B-52 shirt you know and he's just chilling I mean who cares everybody's draped in these beautiful flags haven't seen a lot of Blue Lives Matter flags, by the way. Not a lot of Blue Lives Matter flags down here. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I have seen two. These are Amazon. There's Amazon employees with the shirts, with the logo, but it's a rainbow. And I saw some uh, Apple employees with the logo, but it's a rainbow. There's a group of male Apple employees, and they were all face-painted, but they didn't look like they were having that much fun. But, you know, who knows? Who knows when they started? You know, it's a, we're all just doing it. That's a pretty sweet angel costume with sparkly wigs. I mean, why? Several Handmaid's Tale outfits down here. I just, you know... I texted my mom. I think this has been a slow motion 40 year shift. You know, the Republican conservative presidential candidate has won the popular vote once since 1988, once. And yet they have appointed two thirds of the current Supreme Court, including denying their constitutional duty in the Senate to advise and consent and failing to appoint a nominee from the opposing party. So, you know, I mean, it's a 40-year plan, but it is coming to fruition, and I feel like this moment, to me, feels like the spark that will begin the end of the American experiment as a union. You're going to have refugees from theocratic states trying to cross state lines, which will then harden and become boundaries and borders. And probably there will be state violence to prohibit them from doing so. California, Oregon, and Washington have already announced a consolidated coordinated effort so that already kind of creates that out here so whatever I mean whatever is whatever it's over but I think it is I think this is the spark that ends the American experiment or transforms it into something else and I actually am for that because I don't think it works think it works. It is Pride Month, and last weekend, yesterday, was the Pride Parade here in San Francisco, and Pride Weekend 
is a weirdly special time for me personally because of an accident of happenstance basically. I left Los Angeles and moved up here to a 70 square foot room in an art space. Not technically a legal place to live, but uh, you know. It's tough in the city and a 70 square foot art space, thanks to my friends Chuck and Holly, both of whom were alive in 2012 and are not alive in 2022. At least not in a physical form. But their old friend from film school had this space in downtown San Francisco, this art space. And there were a bunch of people in there, still are. I just ran into one of my roommates the other night. 16, 18, 20, I don't know how many people having their art spaces for whatever art. There were all kinds of different people and artists living or with spaces in there, and then some of them were also living. And so that's where I moved in 2012 when I left Los Angeles. And it was June. So it was exactly 10 years ago. And the reason why Pride and Pride Weekend is so special to me is that I was very lost at that time. And I was not in a good place in that time. Although you could argue that I was, that time was the beginning of the long multi-year slog, incremental slog, step by step, minute by minute. You know, it's not even one day at a time, it's one second at a time sometimes. But moving up here and into that space was the first incremental step up and out of this swamp that I was in. Swamp of my own making. Or swamp of, I don't know, swamp of genetics. Swamp of, swamp of a sick and violent and immoral and inhumane society and culture where so-called mental illness is actually the sane response to that culture mental, mental illness. illness if you're just content and well and just flowing through in this culture that's the illness that's the insanity we're gonna get into that in july i have a really great guest lined up for the july audio to talk about mental wellness in a ill society and culture so we'll get to that Anyway, you slice it. Dark times for me personally in June of 2012, but the beginning of making my way out of wherever I'd found myself. And so I, I had just moved into that little room and I was wanting to explore this new city. I really did not know San Francisco at all. I mean, I'd only played here a couple times and when you play in a place, you just show up, try to find parking, play, and then leave. So I didn't really have a sense for the city beyond that. Although ironically, the place I played, one of the places I played was Brainwash, which was a laundromat slash venue that was a block and a half from this room that I ended up living in. So June 2012, in the swamp, but having made the first 
incremental step in a direction. And I just packed my backpack with a water bottle, maybe some snacks, I don't know what, layers. I knew you had to have layers in San Francisco. And I set out to go for a walk and explore the city. And it, that whole time was a very magical time. I remember it in this way because I really did not know where I was. I didn't know anything. So every corner, every turn around every corner was a new, fresh surprise. And it was just really exciting. And Los Angeles at that point had become uh, so stale, and every corner held memories. It, there were landmines of emotion around every corner. So it was really refreshing to no longer be assaulted by that. And I leave out the front door to go explore on this beautiful Sunday day. And the first thing I see is 11 or so naked men walking across the street in like a clump of nakedness and manness and i thought wow i mean everything they say about san francisco is true it's wild up here they're really going for it they're really going for it and then i went down a little bit i turned the corner and i saw a bunch of people in outfits like angel outfits and scandally clad maybe like some superheroes and some flags and it started to dawn on me, okay, maybe something special is happening today. Maybe this is an event of some kind. And I just followed the crowd and ended up stumbling upon, quite by accident, my first Pride Parade. It was Pride. It was the Pride Parade. And I had no idea this was happening. I had no idea what it was. And I was suddenly in the midst of San Francisco's Pride Parade. And that's what I accidentally stumbled upon. And my memory of that day and that afternoon, I mean, I was alone in all of it. And alone, felt very alone in my life at that point. And I was just surrounded by people. And it was so, and I, at that point, I also felt very ostracized. I felt bad about myself. And I felt like I was wounded and broken and unwell. And in many ways, I was. I could have done without the shame or the embarrassment or any of the other things that were tied up in how I was feeling, but it was what it was. And somehow being in the midst of this pride parade with all these people, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to read you this little entry from my journal here from that day. But I remember thinking that I was fat at the time. I was like, I'm fat right now. And then you go down to the pride parade and there's men who are, and women who are larger than I am, just letting it all hang out. I mean, it's all hanging out. And it's just kind of, and they're laughing and they're having a blast. And it's beautiful. It, it's very empowering. I understand why people in power would fear that power because once you feel that freedom and once you feel that power, you can't go back. There's no going back from that. It just is. And it was a blast. And I sat in the corner by Civic Center and I watched it all all this stream of beautiful people of all shape and size and color and age and 
I wrote uh, I wrote the song "It's Okay to Be Alone," which, according to multiple people who like the song, the original acoustic version of it from a radio appearance in Santa Cruz on K-Pig is actually the best version. So here's that. It's okay to be alone I could learn to be alone I'm gonna have to start all over I'm gonna have to start all over There are statues in the sun They're frozen in the stone It's okay to be alone I got some options got some options So before I go away Cause I think I have to go I'm really gonna go this time I swear I'm gonna go this time And I might come back And I might just stay it's okay to go away I said a lot of words I did a lot of nothing But I know I did enough of something So I can keep asleep at night I can make it on my own If I can make it through today it's okay to be alone I got some options I got some options So before I go away There's a bit I have to say I want to get it on the so I can keep asleep all night I loved you every time I didn't love you all the time But I loved you every time I'm gonna have to start John Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So I wrote that song, and then I wrote a bunch of other stuff in my journal. And I want to share this. I want to share this. I've never really done this, but I, I found this journal, and I just want to share these thoughts from 10 years ago that I was writing down that I never turned into a song or anything. This is just writing. And I want to share this 
for a couple reasons. I want to share this with appreciation and love for that John, 10 years ago John, because I feel a lot of sadness in these words, but I also feel this and, and that very lost. The, there's, I, I, I felt so lost, and these words feel so lost to me. But they also are just, even in the midst of that loss and just complete bewilderment, there is this desire to keep on going and to keep on going in a direction, just to keep going. Uh, And I just want to thank him for doing that. And I'll spare you with all the things 10 years later that are in my life that make me feel so grateful that 10 years ago John stuck with it. But I do want to share this with anybody out there who is struggling right now particularly this week I know is really hard for a lot of people, but also just the world in general, this moment in general, it's a really dark and challenging time for many people. And I just want to 10 years ago, John, to commiserate with you. And hopefully his words will provide some degree of hope. Let's just call it hope. Okay, so he says, I have started getting fatter. I know it's my fault. I'm going to have to make some severe and consistent lifestyle changes, and I am fearful I will fail. And I am intimidated by them. But as long as I've got lungs, and as long as time allows, I want to love in the open, I want to love in a crowd. I've had enough of the corners and enough of that room, enough of those streets for now, enough for a lifetime. There's no quitting, I hope, and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to make it. I will grow stronger. I'm going to last, last for a while, a while at least. I'm going to leave it at that. There's more. There's more, but I'm going to leave it at that. So I feel 10 years later, I feel so much gratitude for the fight and for the perseverance. And I want to wish that for you and for us collectively. It's it's a fight. It's a struggle. There's a great, uh, I just saw a great quote. Um, Let me find it. I left this 
the sound of me searching on the internet in here. I don't know if you enjoy that or not, but I thought maybe you would enjoy it. But I wasn't comfortable enough with it being interesting to not add this voiceover. Yeah. Peace is a privilege of the dead. Peace is a privilege of the dead. That... That is, a uh, That is something. That is something. I saw that on the internet. Peace is a privilege of the dead. Are we having fun yet? It's nice. I, hey, I gotta say, this is the first time my feet have been... I know, I was in Chicago once. I know. I was at the White Sox for a while, and I was had to run from there. But I love being here. This is Midwestern Illinois. Is that correct? Am I being specific on the, on the location? What's so special about this part of Illinois? Us. Are we having fun yet? Show's over. I would agree with you on that. Uh, President Trump, what's so special about President Trump? What isn't? Show's over. Another good answer. So far, you've got 20 points to control the board. Uh, you just, you're two for two. Uh, but what was it for you that just made you go, God, this, this guy's so awesome. God, this guy's so awesome. Look what he's done for us. Yeah. Look where we're at now. It's not a good place. It's not a good place. Even if you just look at the economic side just by itself, you know, just apples to apples, you know, like the guys, is, you know, this guy's so you just know awesome. It's easier to live now or back then than it is now. Just the basic cost of living. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's incredible. I don't know what your electric bill is yet. I know I'm in Texas and it's awful right now. It's awful right now. And that's, of course, because of Joe Biden and him, the fact that he... By design, he cut the coal production, which which is the nice backbone of a lot of that stuff. It's just harder to live now. It's harder to save money, and we're all struggling. But you can't. There's no way, and you work, you work, you work, work your butt off, and you get nowhere. See, I've got I worked my butt off. You can tell it's gone. I need to find it. I'm still working for it. Uh, uh, gas. What does gas go for this neck of the woods? Uh, where are we at? Five twenty-nine. It's four eighty-nine. Four eighty-nine. Where you're from? Ridiculous. So I think it was 187, 189 when, whenever Trump left office. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. You guys having a good time, right? First time to see the president live? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Have some fun. It's fun when he comes out and does that. Good time. Party people here. I like Party that. Party people here. Everyone's optimistic. I like that because everyone's optimistic. I left a rally yesterday and not everybody was so optimistic. It was a little tough. A little tough. But we're glad you guys are out here. We're solving the world's problems, just to let you know that. We're all solving the world's problems, so one problem at a time. But if you had to solve one problem right now, what would it be? Gas. Gas. We want, we want affordable gas. Absolutely. My goodness. Uh, gas was 189 when Trump was in office, and now Biden claims that Putin caused the oil. He doesn't. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, it was a problem before the war. And he said exactly what he was going to do. He did, he, he, he did exactly what he said he'd do. Exactly. Coal plants, I'm going to shut them down. Oil's bad. Renewable energy's good. By the way, President Biden invited oil executives to D.C. to have this meeting, right? So they all came into town. Very difficult to get these oil executives all together. He didn't show up. And they were about a mile away from the White House. But instead, President Biden, I hope you know the answer to this, met with who? The wind executives, with yeah, with a with the wind powered industry 
instead of meeting with the oil executives who he invited to D.C. to meet with him. The bird killers. You can't make this. Yeah, the bird killers. You can't make this up. No. The wind executives. And, and then he thinks, well, before that, he gets on a bicycle and thinks he can go ride a bike. You know, you're talking about problems. The biggest problem that could have solved everything was the election results. Of course. It all goes back to a, you know, to that. I can't say those words sometimes because then they uh, do stuff to us. But, yeah, it, it all goes back to that. Yeah. You know, if that wouldn't have went wrong. We'd, we'd still have maybe maybe 201 gas. It all goes yeah, back to a, you know, to that. I can't say those words sometimes because then they uh, do stuff to us. But, yeah, it, it all goes back to that. How about you guys? Where are you from? West Point, Illinois. West Point, Illinois. What is the best thing about living in Illinois? Oh, come on, the, the tourism board right now is going, come on, we got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's the best thing about living in Iowa? Um, it, I, Iowa tourism board right now is exploding right now. No, it's a great, it's a great, Iowa football? Yeah, Iowa Hawkeyes. There you go. See, I know I'd find it for you, but good stuff. How about you, sir? Are you excited about being here today? Yes, definitely. Good time. Good times there. Illinois. Um, best thing about President Trump was what? Uh, he just truly loves this country. And he's a great American and a great patriot. We, we, we need to get him back in the office, right? Absolutely. 100% when you get back. He should be there right now. We don't even get me started on that. I, I need a big soapbox to get on about that. Uh, I want to show you the line, uh, how far it goes down here. And, and, and since we arrived, uh, it wasn't this long. And I think, oh my goodness, I think it even goes well beyond the uh, the parking lot there. But we're the, glad uh, that you guys are joining us here. This is what we do at the right side. We get people that come across our channel and said, well, you know, how do you guys cover the rallies? Well, we cover the rallies from the parking lot to inside, and we show the crowds, we show the people, and of course we show the president, and that that's what's made us the number one, number one live-streamed conservative network for what we do for Trump rallies, and we're very proud of it that we're able to do that. How are you guys doing today? Doing good? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Hey, I'm, hey, we're on TV. Uh, excited to be here? You betcha. Yeah. Can't wait till Trump's back. Can't wait till Trump's back. Can't wait till Trump's back. I know. We got to get him back as soon as possible. Yes. Today would be great. Today, if he could just make that happen today, that would be incredible. He would make that announcement right here in the state. Wouldn't that be great? I really can't wait for him to make that major announcement that he's going to run again. Now, he hints around at it now. He does say, you know, wouldn't that be great? We got to do it one day, you know, but I want that one day. I want that final announcement. I think it's coming. I think it's coming. I really think it's close. I really think it's close. My personal opinion, and I'm just throwing it out there, I think it's after the midterms. Once we, now you want to. It's before that. You think it's before? before. Yeah. All right. Brothers, it's before. Okay. Well, we want it right now, but yeah. yeah, okay. I like that. Now, how is the midterms looking, in your opinion? How how do they look at this point? It's a runaway. It's a runaway. It's a runaway. Now, what do you think is the number one topic that makes it a runaway for conservatives? Uh, the, it's all about us. It's all about the people. It's about the economy, and it's about the illegals, and it's, it's about us not getting what we should. It's about us not getting what we should. It's about us not getting what we should. It's about the economy, and it's about the illegals, and it's it's about 
us not getting what we should. Yeah. And of course, the uh, getting God back into our culture. I mean, I, yesterday was a huge day at the Supreme Wonderful. Court. Wonderful. We are so happy to see that. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. We can thank President Trump for appointing those three conservative. Yes. Yes, we can. Yes. I was there yesterday, and when, it, when the announcement was made, and I just, I, I loved it. And praise Jesus that it went the way we did. Yes. Praise Jesus. Fired up today, right? Yes, sir. Yes, got your sign up there. Yes, sir. Let's, Let's go, go Trump. Trump. It's coming back. 2024, baby. Yep. Boy. I was just talking to a nice lady. She wants them down immediately. She wants them. I, I mean, want them to come in right now. We're coming now. We need help. We need help. Someone America needs help again. We need him now. 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 White flag. Now. We need help. Just yes, go ahead. Sir. Yes, And that's sir. what we've done. We've had to put up the white flag to help us. Sir, because Biden's doing nothing to us besides making everything worse. I mean, America is just becoming a, a horrible place to live with Biden in office. We need Trump back. We, yes, sir. He's got to come back. And he will. He will. He'll come and back. guess what? The liberals are going to lose their mind when he comes back. Yes, sir. But hey. Republicans, that's all we need, baby. That's we're here. Smart man here at the Trump right. Thanks for nice talking to you guys. How we doing? You having fun yet? You're on your second bottle of water, aren't you? Yes. You're touring one on your head and drinking the other. Yes. Yeah, there you go. It's a good strategy here. How's it feel to have your, your kids? I'm, I'm assuming that's your son. Yeah. Uh, only child. Hey, <laughs> that's a whole nother. He just said, I'm the only child. Well, that's that's you can have a show on that. What it's like to be an only child. But what is it like to know that you're bringing your only child? to a Trump rally to see the greatest president in the history of our country. Well, this is actually our second rally, so um, he loves Trump, so it's a, it's a great experience for him to get to know the politics and to get to know what's now, Let's going be on. honest. All your Does any of your friends like Trump? Are all of them like Trump? Well, sometimes one of my friends who they moved, moved to um, Nebraska is Liam. Okay. He wanted you think he's watching right now? Is Liam watching right now? Oh, yeah. Hey, Liam, in Nebraska. What's your, what's your first name? Uh, Yvonne. 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 Liam in Nebraska. Yvonne said hello. All right, so go ahead. Does he, does he like Trump? I'm pretty sure yes. Okay, there you go. That's all you need to know. Because sometimes the kids get taught by the parents to not like somebody, and we don't like that. That's, That's all you need to know. Love your shirts. Love your, both your shirts. Yes, ma'am. I have a daughter that's at home on her birthday watching all seven of the kids. Okay, four, oh, seven kids! Four, oh, of ours, oh <laughs> four, four of our kids and three of hers. She's home with her husband. I just want to say happy birthday, JC. And thanks for making this possible for your brothers and us. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. Yes, great. Thank you for being out here. God bless you. You know, we, we like to be the voice of the people. We like for people to be able to do that. How are we doing? How are we doing? Good, good. Good, good. Have a little snow biz ice cream out here, or frozen snow cone out here, which is nice, right? Yeah. Let's go, Trump. There you go. Oh, for sure. Let's go, Trump. Obviously, let's go, Trump. What's that? Young, a young person's perspective. The gold, the million dollar question right now is, does President Trump run in 2024? Yeah. You win. I'm going to pay you. Later, it's an IOU on the million dollar question. Now, we need them back in the office, don't we? Yes, we do. Desperately, right? Yep. Yep. So, even the young people agree. Old people, young people, we all love Trump. Does the line just go through the cars? I mean, is it like. My goodness, Midwestern Illinois is showing up today, just like I thought you guys would. As they should, right? The greatest thing that ever happened to America. 
in, in his own in his own past. In American politics. In American people. He's a human being that's actually with God and he's actually a, can say anything and put it to his practice and nobody can doubt it or they'd have you in a court and doing something. There ain't nothing to do with him. He's honest and straightforward and you will not, you will not be able to find anybody that's close to him. Okay. I've said this, President Trump got into the Washington got into politics. He kicked over the apple cart of the establishment. It spread all over the place. And he says, we're going to get back to some common sense approach to politics. We're going to put the power back in the hands of the people. We're going to get rid of the establishment. And by him trying to do that, they tried to run him on out of office. And they everybody knows that. But his bottom line, when he got into office, he was, as far as I'm concerned, and I like him a lot, he was this egotistical, self-centered maniac that absolutely changed when he saw what the people would respond to. They responded to his love, he showed them love. They, while they impeached him, he went ahead and did things and did things and did things that didn't pay no attention to people that was doing the crooked part of him. Well, let me ask you a question. Any successful business owner that has built an empire like President Trump built has to be confident, has to have that ability to, to feel like he's good. You know what I'm saying? That's a personality trait. And that's not a negative thing, that's a positive thing. Let's finish that. Has to be honest. Look at you. He was honest, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the rest of it all falls in line. Yeah. If honesty falls in line, people will believe in you. But all you gotta do is just prove it to them, and he's proven it to all the people I know. I, amen to that. <laughs> and he put three conservative judges on the Supreme Court, which <laughs> basically upturned a. Uh, a uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Honesty. Get to it. Honesty. They got honesty out. Well, there you go. If you don't believe that. So basically what you're telling me is Donald Trump would look you in the eye and he'd be honest with you. And that's what earned the hearts of the American people. On every detail, you go ahead and watch where there's any sleight of the hand there. There ain't no sleight of the hand there. And the reason there ain't is because when he first got in office, being the businessman you said, he didn't even realize that he could get the love of the American people like that. And when he got it, his whole face changed. He became a stronger Christian and he absolutely will follow through with what he says. There ain't no slide of the hand there. Don't you think it's very important for um, people to educate themselves who are younger, who didn't grow up with um, politics in their home and everything? Absolutely. I think that we have resources like PragerU. You have resources like Turning Point USA. You have people like Charlie Kirk and like Dennis Prager that have made these short little videos that inform the viewers on certain topics. So absolutely. I would probably say the majority of young people in this country do not grow up in a household that's politically involved. And so therefore, they have to rely on their friends and what to believe. They have to rely on TikTok of what they tell them to think, and that's wrong. Yes, because they need to be in like the know. They gotta, they gotta experience it to know for real. How do you how do you keep up with your politics? And how, how do you get your information? Well, I guess right now I'm doing it by coming here. You know, I had some reserves about coming here because you know, like, like we're saying, there's a lot of things online that is like, um, you know, Trump is like racist or stuff like that, but you have to come and experience it to know what really goes on. You can't just take the popular opinion. And so that's why I came here because I'm like, I want to make the, the opinion for myself so that when I vote, I'm voting correct. I can't wait for you to see the president speak today. And God bless you for stepping out and going, you know what? I'm not going to listen to all the lies. I'm not going to listen to what people tell me. Your friends might tell you this and that. You're going to come in here for yourself. Yes. And I'm going to make uh, my own opinion. And it's going to be the correct. The there correct. you go. I love it. That's all we can ask. That's all we can ask. And then hopefully 
when you, uh, uh, your takeaway from today, you'll tell a friend. Yes, because I have YouTube and I have TikTok. I actually just hit 10K on um, YouTube, so I'm excited. Um, but yes, I want people to understand that at my age, like we literally are the future. The children are always going to be the future in the, in the world all over the world the children are going to be the future because people are going to get older we're going to keep going through cycles and we have to educate it has to be educated I, I would agree on that. I think that the indoctrination of our kids in our public schools is probably the biggest violator of that right now. Uh, and that's and I'm 53 years old. And this is not something that just started a couple days ago. This has been an ongoing trend, little by little. They're just inching their way to pushing. You got to get CRT, but we got to get the socialist agenda of, of making America this this country the sexual. Look. What, what we're doing to our kids in school on a, on, a, on a sexual note is disgusting. Let me tell you something. How do we go from if you comment on somebody in your office, you say, hey, that dress, that color looks really good on you, you'll get fired. But you can't say that, but then you can tell some kid, a third grader, to question their gender. How is that okay? But we throw... Girls in school anymore? What, yeah. What's up with that? What is up with that? It's just common sense. And, hey, and the that dress, dress, that, that color, color looks really good on you. I think that's what the left has done for so long. They have pushed us to a point that we've said, hang on, hang on. I, wh where are we in life? Where are we in life? When you, a guy, a boy can't. Uh, you know, uh, identify as a boy. You're a boy. Uh, you know, uh, period. And I feel like there's bigger problems that go on in the world than that, like the whole topic of it. Like, I, I definitely agree that people should be able to express themselves and, you know, be themselves. But at the same time, it's just like um, when you give people something to look at or give them a reason to more question themselves when they thought they knew who they were, it, like, confuses them. Yeah, no, I, I, we've got these kids spinning. They don't even know... <laughs> What? One more thing. Yes, sir. The only, <laughs> the only true thing you said is common sense. It's the highest IQ in America if it's allowed to come forward. I've got a PhD in common sense. I do.